0: It's back the Utah Snowmobile Expo is this weekend. Scouting Hands will be there from Thursday on Thursday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with interviews from vendors featuring all the new machines and gear for this year. Don't miss this year's show at the Mount America Expo Center in Sandy, brought to you by Spy Racing and Snow West Magazine. All right, time to hear from Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham. He meets with the media three times a week by Zoom during fall camp. The Utes gearing up for the opener a week from Saturday against the Arizona Wildcats. We're coming off a four and eight season and finish the season with seven straight losses. Here's Kyle.
1: Okay. Uh first out out of the heat, I'd like to uh acknowledge and thank uh Dirk Facer and Mike Sorensen, in particular, Jody Guinnessy, uh with the with the Des News for for the uh coverage and support through the years. Uh you know, Dirk and Mike obviously were with us longer and uh Unfortunately, they're no longer with the DNews, but I uh, want to thank them for the coverage of our team and the relationship I had with those guys, great guys, and uh, they'll be missed. And so wish them well and uh, hope for the best for the, for those guys. So um, football-wise, uh, had a good practice yesterday. We're still a long ways away defensively. We've, uh, we're doing some good things on offense. Things are coming along there. Uh, we've got our quarterbacks in place like we talked about yesterday uh, or two days ago. And so feel solid with the uh, the progress of the offense. But defense is still a definitely a work in progress. And uh, we've got very short time to, to get, uh, get things right. And uh, we're working hard towards that end. You're going to see freshmen uh, throughout the roster, throughout the uh, lineup on defense, getting a lot of playing time and that's uh just how it is so you know when we, when we uh took the hit that we took last year with all those graduates is something's got to give and so it's it's uh you know very obviously it was a huge positive last year to have all those upperclassmen and all those guys with experience and talent and now it's time to uh get the new guys in there and our job as coaches is to get them up to speed and and nobody cares that you're young and inexperienced nobody cares at all so we've got to just get a uh Get to get these guys playing the way they need to, and uh, like I said, we've got uh, limited days to do that. What, ten days, eleven days to get that done. So, questions. We'll start with Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Trevor Allen, KSL Sports, and then Jeff Call, Deseret News. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning. Um, I know that you said last
0: night on the radio show that you do have a quarterback in place. Um, you, I- to,
1: you actually listen to that. You never know what you might say by accident, Kyle. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Yeah. Um, quarterback no, offense, in place. no offense, Bill Riley. <laughs> I to to it. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, with, I'll, I'll shut
1: up. Yeah.
0: With the quarterback in place. My, my question is, were you pleased with the reaction when you broke the news to
1: your guys? Yes. Um, it was, uh, pretty much what you'd expect out of, uh, mature, professional-type guys that uh, handle their business the right way. Disappointment, but uh, acceptance, a lot of unselfishness and and willing to uh, do whatever they can do to help the team. And uh, like I said uh, a couple days ago, and, and like I told the team after practice last night, this you talk about handling adversity. Every year, handling adversity is a big part of your success or lack thereof, depending on how you handle it. And this year, it's going to be adversity times 10 for the for the uh you know as opposed to a, a normal season with the with the covet stuff going on. I mean you could lose two or three starters on game day. You can, you know a two can be a one uh, instantly uh without uh having a lot of preparation during the week. And uh you know, we've got a, a torn down locker room. We've got no locker room over there so we so the pregame stuff's gonna be a lot different. Bottom line is we've got to be able to handle all the uh, adversity that's gonna be there and not flinch and keep moving forward and not let it be a a negative impact. And uh, that's the mindset. And so we've got to keep uh, moving in a positive direction and and getting back to the quarterback question. I think they handled it exactly how we would have hoped and had a great practice yesterday. There was nobody sulking or or, uh, hanging their head. Uh, Everyone just working hard and and, uh, moving forward. Next, we'll go to Trevor Allen, followed by Jeff Call. Kyle, has, has any of your your uh, tailbacks, tell, uh, have they cre- have they emerged, uh, separated themselves, or is it still the four guys? And and do you, do you think that that could be by, by committee by the time the opener comes? They've separated themselves in different ways. Each of them have different strengths. And to answer your question, it's going to be more by committee, at least early in the season, unless through uh, live repetition, somebody starts to separate himself and, and uh, deserve more of the reps. But right now, each of them does something uh, in particularly well as opposed to the other. And so, depending on which back is in the game uh, or what, what play call he's going to have, will determine which back is in the game. And, and uh, it's, you know, I'm not going to go through their strengths right here because why, why tip off Arizona for whatever back is in the game to what to expect? But uh, there's, you know, their strengths. And some of them are, 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 are one of them is uh, exceptional. Uh, inside the tackle. Runner. One of them is exceptional uh, receiver out of the backfield. Uh, one has got uh, elusive speed and, and there's just a lot of strengths that each of them possess and they're different. The four backs, all of them are, there's no similarities really between each one. Each one of them is unique and different in their style and, and uh, what they bring to the table. And so Bottom line is we don't anticipate a guy getting 25 touches in a game, not yet anyway, that could play itself out and become a, a different situation after a game or two. But going in, it's going to be more by committee and inserting the back end that fits the, uh, you know, what Andy is doing on that particular series or that particular play. Next, we'll go to Jeff Call from the Deseret News, followed by Josh Furlong. Yeah, Coach, uh, I was wondering if you could tell me how would you describe Nate, Nate Ritchie's progression since he arrived on campus? And what are your expectations for him this season? His progression has been very impressive. And for a true freshman, he is mature beyond his years physically and mentally. He's, uh, he's a big, strong kid. He's six, nearly 6'2 and 200 pounds. That's good size for a safety. He's got speed. He's got uh, football IQ. And our expectations of Nate this year are very high. You're going to see a lot of Nate Ritchie Uh, right out of the gate and he's going to be a a guy that we need to have perform well in that secondary. And, and uh, he's going to get plenty of reps. Next, we'll go to Josh Furlong followed by Chris Kamrani.
0: Hey Kyle, you touched on it earlier, but have you guys figured out the logistics yet of what, you know, a halftime or pregame is going to look like in terms of locker rooms and, and how does that maybe interrupt or, or
1: anything in, in your, your standard of, of play? well we can't let it be an interruption or a distraction we've got uh, a plan in place and and i don't want to make it sound like we're complaining i was all for tearing that thing down and getting started i don't want you to think that hey we had this thrust upon us and we didn't know and and in the blues so so i want to make that perfectly uh uh explained up front and known but uh we've got a plan that uh we'll have a, a space i guess you could call it over there at the stadium for for uh Pre-game and halftime. Now it's different than a normal locker room, so we're going to do a lot of the stuff here at the facility. Get dressed, for example, here at the facility. Uh, do a lot of the pre-game activities right here at our at our practice field, and then get on a bus and go over there and, and have a minimal time over there leading up to kickoff. Much much shorter than uh, would be normal. Instead of arriving at the stadium two hours already, we're going to arrive about 50 minutes before kickoff. And having done a lot of the stuff over here the, at our facility, which works better, and it's just a three or four-minute bus ride to, to jump on the bus and get over there. And, and like I said, we have a, uh, a plan and a place to uh, go in for halftime, and go in for pregame, and all that. And we'll take a dry run with that in uh, a mock game situation in the next uh, few days here. So. Game day won't be the first time that we've done it, but but uh, it'll work. You know, it's not going to be a, a huge problem. It's just different, and that you know, football players are are creatures of habit. They like routine, they like structure, and so this will be a, a little bit different than what a lot different than what we're used to. But I guess for the freshmen, it won't. They don't know what to, to expect, and so it'll be it'll be uh, no problem for the guys that have never never been through it. And I'm sure the veterans will handle it well. Next will be Chris Calmarani, followed by Ryan Costeca from SI.com.
0: Kyle, what was the ultimate separator in the quarterback battle that led you guys to make the decision that you made?
1: Well, it was a few things and a few different factors. I won't go into them exactly, otherwise it, it could tip our hand. But, but uh, we just felt that uh, we were looking for certain things in the quarterback and, and certain, uh, certain skill set. And some things in the skill set are more important and weighed more heavily than others. Uh, right there at the top of the list, and we chart every throw and we've charted every throw throughout all fall camp is is accuracy, you know, completion percentage that is so critical to uh, moving the football and making first downs and getting in the end zone. So that was right there at the top of the list Then followed by a, a laundry list of a bunch of other things. And so uh, we methodically and very meticulously uh, went through it. And, and like I said, we evaluated every rep throughout all fall camp and uh came to the conclusion we did uh, but like i said like we told the quarterbacks the other day you're one positive test away from being the guy or two positive tests away from the third guy being the guy and you see what happened to wisconsin i mean it's crazy things are going to happen this season and we've got to be ready to react to them and, and handle them and just as a quick
2: follow-up are we going to know who the guy is when
0: he runs out on the field with the offense Come Saturday, Good. November seventh.
1: Good question. Probably not. We'll probably just let him trot out there and and uh, do his thing. Why give the opponent any lead time uh, to prepare? Because much like the running backs, there's there's uh, a fairly significant difference in the in the style and skill set of of a couple of the guys, and so uh, we'll probably just keep that to ourselves. Now it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. If it, if it gets out somehow, I hope it doesn't get out, but, but it uh, just works to our benefit and our advantage. If uh, they don't know who to prepare for So that's, that's the approach we're taking. Okay. Our final, okay, our final question for coach Whittingham today will come from Ryan Costeca. Hey coach, how you doing? Good, Ryan. Thank you.
0: So assuming the quarterback battle was very close is uh is this a situation where, you know, maybe the starter struggles, is it going to be potentially be a quick hook to maybe the next guy, or are you going to kind of go through the
1: growing pains with the new quarterback? Don't see a quick hook, but uh, that being said, if we're we're not going to continue to uh, stick with somebody if we're not getting results, you got know, to you got to get results, and you got to have a performance, a certain performance standard, and and uh, so nothing is uh, completely set in stone. We know who the starter is, but to say that he's the starter no matter what happens, uh, that's not accurate. But also, we don't want him looking over his shoulder and. First, uh, incompletion—he throws, he'll you know, worried about getting yanked. And so, so we—the you know, first guy knows that we have confidence in him. We got confidence in the second guy as well, and the third, for that matter. We feel like we've got three good ones, and maybe the best third quarterback in the country. You know, when, when you look at it, he's very talented as well. And so, uh, no, we're going to try to instill the confidence in the in the first guy. But, but again, it's up to him to, to move the chains and get the team in the end zone and take care of the football. and, and that's got to happen. That's what the quarterback's job is. There's Kyle
0: Whittingham. He's got a quarterback, PK, and he's not telling you, and he's not telling me, and he's not telling
2: anybody. And he's a transfer from, uh, I'm not going to reveal it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, they're both transfers, but you said not. (laughs) So that's a hint. (laughs) And the fact that the players elected a captain and they announced it is also a hint.
2: Well, I think the biggest hint in, in terms of uh, what he's looking for is don't turn the ball over. Absolutely. And
0: accuracy, accuracy, my,
2: accuracy. My conversations uh, earlier in the week, what's today, Wednesday? My conversations Monday. Uh, I don't really I, – I, you know, I'm at this point in my life where – I don't need to come out and say this guy's gonna do. You know, it really doesn't matter. So I don't want to screw it up for those guys. Uh, you know, because I don't. I don't think it really matters. They're gonna uh, be Arizona they know or not? Yeah, he's and, he's worried he about does, the secondary. So.
0: He's worried about the secondary giving up a lot of big plays and losing a game that I think all of us would pencil in as a win. And, you know, but those that's the games are played on paper. No, they're not. That's just where we make our predictions. And we know, you know, you, know, you never hit more than 70% on your predictions if you take a big sample size. You just don't. So yeah. he, he doesn't want to be one of the 30% head-scratcher. How did that happen? Well, his secondary gave up big plays. I, every time we air one of these, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can hear the stress in his voice when he talks about the defensive backs. He's worried about a guy who's good four plays out of five, an inexperienced guy. He's good four plays out of five, but the one play he's not good on, he gives up a touchdown.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's a football coach, man. Yep. I mean, they stress over everything. It's yep. what they do. It's it's universal. As I told you, I was talking to somebody else uh, from uh, BYU about, man, if you guys don't beat these guys, you, you should be fired. And he says, well, yeah, that's what I worry about all the time. <laughs> so these are veteran coaches. And, of course, they you never know, and they, they worry, but especially against Arizona. I mean, against Western Kentucky, I mean, I don't think you can say you never know. But against Arizona, you do never know, because they have a potential quarterback who, by the time he's a junior, could be really good. I mean, I like this kid. This, this kid – Uh, to me, looks like he's the real deal, uh, Gunnell. And having him there, not bouncing back and forth between him and Tate, it was just a cluster last year, uh, and really the the year before. The kid wasn't there the year before. So I get what Kyle's doing, what he's doing, and I don't want to tick him off by just running my mouth on who I think or who I know is going to be the quarterback. And we'll, we'll all see it, and it'll be fine. DJ and
0: PK, it's 975 and 1280 the zone. Everything you missed in this show coming up next. Stay with us. Let's go. The big show. It's a big deal with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. What music reminds you of sports the most? Poker. Why? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's on. another cougar!
2: First down.
0: <laughs> uh how about them jazz? I can't think of any kind of music that I would dislike more than polka music. Oh, yeah, see, this just <laughs> wasn't this played in, in the shot heard around the world. Giants with the pennant, the <laughs> giants with the pennant. I dreamed of that night with you. <laughs> Exactly, the big show weekdays from two to seven on 97 5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. And PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. We don't even have time for the breaking news sounder. PK, we've had big news breaking this show before. The Darren Williams trade broke in this show before, but this is bigger. Adrian Wojanowski, known for his Woj bombs, ESPN, known for breaking news, has just tweeted this out. After 35 years of stewardship, the Millers have entered into an agreement to sell the Utah Jazz to Qualtrics founder, at Ryan Qualtrics, sources tell ESPN.
2: Well, that's just massive. Yeah, we know Ryan has wanted in many times over. We've talked about that. And to sell it to, I mean, he's got the money, obviously, and he sits a couple of rows, a couple of seats away from uh, Quint Snyder. And we've spoken to him. I've spoken to Ryan many, many times. Uh, he was influential at getting Mark Pope at BYU. That's for sure. I can tell you that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I know some things involved there. But this is just absolutely gigantic. It's the biggest news that we've had, and I can't remember how long.
0: I did hear from one person two weeks ago that he'd heard some rumors he didn't name Ryan or Qualtrics, but one person did tell me, hey, I'm hearing some stuff about a sale. Have you heard that? Um, This is huge. (laughs) We have not had any time to... This is literally, I don't know, it might be two minutes now, but when I saw it on Twitter in the commercial break, it was one minute since Woj tweeted it. I can tell you this little nugget, and Yach brought this right up right away. Yach sent me a text this morning, allow extra time. We can't park in back. Those of you who have gone to the arena know there's that security driveway on the south side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during the pandemic, we've been allowed to park down there. Usually it's reserved for people far more important than us, but there are so few people coming to the arena these days that we've been allowed to park down there, um, mostly so we could use that security entrance. There's another entrance for employees, but they shut that down because there's so few employees coming. Why staff it? So, yeah. today, we weren't allowed to park down there, which suggests something is going on. They had a security guard, not just at the back yeah. door, but upstairs. It was really different. There was no explanation and no notice. And, well, I mean,
2: they put out a press release that they're having the announcement at 10 o'clock.
0: Yeah. So, now it's out. So, there it is. Yeah. Well, Massive. They,
2: they put out a, pre- a press release that she's going to make an announcement and at 10. I'm sure we'll have it live and. Ryan's a huge basketball guy, huge golf guy, and he's local, so that's great news because he's wanted in. He's wanted in for a while. Yep. So, he, he I would assume very much that he would keep it local and he's he's prominent
0: in the community. I I just had this conversation with a friend from LA. Uh, who grew up in L.A. and lives in Santa Barbara now, but it was about the Chargers move. And I said, trace it all back to the fact it's not a local owner. The guy didn't grow up in San Diego. He was just there because the team was, and he's from Stockton, so naturally he was in L.A. San Diego didn't mean anything to him. Having a local owner where fill-in-the-blank name of the city or state matters, matters a lot. It matters a lot. Yeah. There's also a huge, aside from the whole moving the team angle, um, I think there's just a huge, when that's a circle you move in, there's an element of pride. I really want this team to be good. I really want this organization, not just in winning and losing, but in everything they do to be well-respected. Because if they're not, it comes right back to your doorstep. Because you're not an out-of-town owner. You're rubbing shoulders and elbows with people all over town. You can't help it as you move through your life. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, she's put out, yeah, it's out now because she just put out another email. I'm looking at it right now. Today is an incredible and special day. This has been anything, this year has been anything but but predictable. Uh, And this news may come as a surprise to you. This morning I will announce that our family has unanimously decided to sell a majority interest of the Utah Jazz Vivint Arena, Salt Lake City Stars, to technology entrepreneur Ryan Smith. Ryan also plans to acquire... The Zone Sports Network through a separate agreement and approvals.
0: Left out there now is—is is he still interested in soccer or not? I can tell you the people who worked for the organization, some of them, uh, have been interested in that. The, the power of that has been seen in other markets to own multiple teams and to be able to sell you around and put them all together. Um, but there's also the chance that now he's got basketball, he wouldn't be interested in soccer. You know, I'm I'm in the club. I got this team. I don't need more than one. I don't know what he's I don't know what he's thinking there, but I'm suspecting he'll get asked that. <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, Honestly, yeah. I don't really care about you that. you. Don't really but, care. Uh, the
0: Jazz getting sold is huge. You know yeah. what does this mean for uh, you know for all the front office staff uh, for starters? Because it all starts with you know president, GM. Uh, well, Dennis doesn't have the GM title anymore, but you get the point. Um, you know, that's, uh, does he go status quo? Does he go status quo for a while, but one his own people in a couple of years? I mean, these are all questions you have to ask when an owner comes in.
2: We uh, haven't as gone, far as the Jazz go? Yeah, yeah,
0: we yeah, haven't, yeah, yeah, we haven't gone through this, PK. You just <laughs> hit the reset button, everything we've known, because it's been steady as she goes for so long. You, know, you and I weren't here the last time it was sold. The people here in the 80s do remember it, right? And obviously there was a change, and it took a, a while to play out, several years, but Dave Chekets had been in charge and then moved on eventually. Um, but I, I think it took four or five years. I'd have to go back and look at the timeline. But he was gone by the time you and I got here. Uh-huh. So, many questions. Breaking news if you're just joining us. Woj, the biggest Woj bomb of them all right there. After 35 years of stewardship, the Millers have entered into an agreement to sell the Jazz to Qualtrics founder Ryan Qualtrics. Sources tell ESPN. And now the Millers sending out emails. So, there it is. Within
2: seconds, they sent out the email. The The tweet is nice, but they were planning to send it out within seconds. And they've got it here. I'm looking at it right now. This is, this is massive news. Wow. And if you're a jazz fan, I think it's, uh, it's not necessarily good news that the Millers are going to sell majority interest, but it's the good news. That's not the point. The good news is Ryan Smith is a local man. Uh, you've seen him. You probably don't even know you've seen him. He does the five-for-five. <laughs> five. He's yeah. on the five-for-five five commercials. He's standing in the middle there holding up, usually wears those flat-brimmed ball caps. Uh, he was there What Mark Pope's press conference, spoke to him there extensively. We've had him on the show. He's a younger guy. I mean, I think he's, uh, what, maybe 40-ish or so? Uh, which, well, ironically, I mean, that was what Larry Miller was in his time uh, about that, you know, within that same ballpark of uh, age group when he was making his way into getting uh, the Jazz. So I would think, and I can't say this for sure, but I would think that as a jazz fan, you would see a continuation of the business as you've known it. Most importantly, they're going to be here. They're going to play in that arena. And he knows Dennis Lindsay and those guys because he's been around oh, yeah. big time for yeah. many, many times over. They have, they have close associations. You see them in the hallways at games and, and whatnot. So it's like selling it, so to speak, to your neighbor, if that makes any sense.
0: Neighbor-ish, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, I mean, he certainly he's been in the building a ton of times. I've seen him talking to uh, jazz executives, and he's. Uh, I think the neighbor analogy works because he's very well known. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't a blind date, and they just met and decided to sell the team. You well, know? no, this There's isn't a this relationship. The
2: Seattle Sonic situation.
0: Yeah, this is a relationship that's been built over time. Yeah, and definitely. Led, and has led to a massive bit of breakingness. <laughs> it is. Scotty, as Scotty and Ann's totally replanned their show. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Change that up on the fly. What was that, Yach? Say that on the air for everybody. We're going to carry the press conference live right at 10 a.m. Okay. There it is. Let's not be late to yeah. break, PK. This would be a bad day. This would be a bad day to be late to break.
2: Thirty. 30- well, I mean, you could get on it. Uh, the media, you know, we can participate in zoom and, yeah. and i think i'm gonna wear a suit good call good decision <laughs>
0: <laughs> we didn't know when we had ryan on for a couple of interviews that we were talking to the future boss oh, uh, but it doesn't surprise me it is a surprise we've known for a while he wanted in to the point yeah. that the rumors that linked him and these have to be i don't know two years old maybe more than that the rumors linked him to the Suns if there would ever be an ownership move there and then that kind of got knocked down like, yeah, Sarver's got his problems and they're not winning. The building's empty and everyone's upset, but Sarver doesn't want to sell. Right. <laughs> so, so all the other stuff, well, that doesn't matter because the owner doesn't want to sell.
2: Uh, Gail Miller, along with Larry, and then obviously Larry's been gone for about 10 years, but Gail Miller has been one of the stalwarts of the NBA in terms of model of consistency. When we had her on uh, last month to talk about uh, the community college thing that they do for fundraiser for Salt Lake, and you asked her about all the social justice and activism that's been going on. I don't know that I heard a better explanation of all the explanations than what she said. I'd encourage people to go back and listen to it because she was absolutely just brilliant and spoke from the Heart, so you know, I'm sad to see them not be involved. Uh, and we'll find out to what extent if it's a complete separation and sale or whatnot. But the fact that it's being sold to Ryan Smith, and I'm not his buddy by any stretch, but I've spoken to him many, a number of times. I feel a level of comfort, particularly for the jazz fan, because and that's who I represent is the fan. I didn't play the game, I you know, I didn't grow up in affluence or any of that stuff. But my thought is that she'll be. He'll be able to continue as going on, and that's great news for the Jazz fan. All right, DJ and
0: PK, we got to take a break here. We'll do one more segment. We got your feedback coming up. Uh, We got people weighing in on what the sale means. 35 years of stewardship. The Millers have entered into an agreement to sell the Jazz to Qualtrics founder Ryan Qualtrics. At Ryan Qualtrics is his Twitter handle. Press conference coming up at 10 o'clock. Your feedback headed that way. neck headed your way. Next, Yak. What do you want me to read? DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zerores. Zerores carpet cleaning has been proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than other methods. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos and no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zerores cleaning today by calling them at 801-288-9376. And
1: that's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Pete Dammel of Yahoo Sports. When you look at Zach Wilson, nobody anticipates that he'll win a Heisman Trophy, but what are the odds he might be sitting next to a Heisman Trophy winner in New York? I don't even know if they're going to have it in New York. He could be sitting in uh, Draper on Zoom in December. (laughs) I think you put it in the right context. He could win the Heisman Trophy, but I would think the odds are minuscule. He has a good chance, I would say, right now to be a Heisman finalist. First of all, because he's performed and his team has performed. Individual performance is obviously the most important part of the. Heisman team performance is a huge part I mean think back
2: to Alex Smith when he finished second in the Heisman a lot of that was because Utah was such a big story and they were undefeated that year in 04 so that compelled everybody to have to watch regardless
0: but he has earned every bit of the praise Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network DJ and PK it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone Time for your feedback. And uh, PK, uh, there's a ton of questions to ask in about 11 minutes. But um, (laughs) there are so many questions. You know, I think the biggest one for people is why is this happening now? And I'm sure Gail will field questions on how much of this is – you know, it gets complicated to pass this down through the family, and it's just time to get out. And how much of this is, obviously other businesses taking a hit. The pandemic's had crazy financial implications. We know the theaters are closed, right? And so how much of it is, uh, you know, there's cash flow issues so it's time to get out. You know, what is the motivation here? Uh, Derek tweets at us, that is crazy. would never expect that. So I think one of the things that is going to take several questions to kind of delve into here, unless she just opens with an announcement and says what it is, which I guess we shouldn't rule out, um, is uh, what's the motivation here? And we're getting a lot of tweets about that. You know, was the Jazz Legacy Trust just a tax move to save a few bucks? It's crazy. I would never expect it. Uh, Now Gail has the money to buy a baseball team. That would be awesome. Uh, People are all (laughs) about the motivations behind this, which I think it's easy to guess a couple of potential ones, and I expect she'll explain here in about 10 minutes.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, and that's that's an important aspect. I'm more excited about what uh, Ryan's vision for the Jazz is going forward because, I mean, this is this is the new day. And the other stuff there, sure. But the new day is going forward with Ryan Smith being the owner. And, you know, obviously uh, he, you just look at his track record and it speaks for itself. And uh, he's someone who's dynamic and he's young. So I'm excited to see... What he has to say about the plans going forward and, you know, what he intends and, you know, what's he going to do with with the radio station and and all this other stuff. And he's a cutting edge guy. And he loves golf, too. So, I mean, he's my kind of guy.
0: (laughs) Way to work the golf in there.
2: Well, it's a big deal to him. If you've ever spoken to him, not on, you know, doing interview situations, he'll tell you about it
0: uh we we have uh we have people weighing in on uh on all of this uh so much for the trust uh all that we we do have people weighing in on the stuff we talked about earlier in the show but that 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 seems like a million years ago right now
2: oh yeah i know yeah this is uh, whatever phrase you want to use whatever word bombshell uh you know just whatever Whatever you want to use, this applies in this situation. I mean, I I certainly had no idea it was coming. I'll be the first to admit this has caught caught me by complete surprise. But now that I've had ten minutes to digest it, it's not a surprise that they sold it to Ryan Smith.
0: No, no, no. It was going to get sold. He was the guy. Um, I called our TV news director. I saw it in right at the end of that of the previous commercial, not the last one, but the the. Commercial break before it at about nine thirty, and I called our TV news director real quick and and read it and just read the tweet to him from Woj because Woj at ESPN had the Woj bomb to break it just a few seconds in front of the uh, official email going out, and he was like, "Why?" I mean, it was just everybody's reaction. I, I texted our station's general manager, and yeah, he's a Utah lifer. I mean, he went to Cottonwood High School and the University of Utah, and. You know, he's a know huge him. sports fan. You do know him, and he's a huge sports fan. he If anything happens with the Utes, the Cougars, the Aggies, the Jazz, or RSL, he wants to know right away. He is all in on everything. He's following it all. And uh, I got back, unbelievable exclamation point, because it's basically been his mm-hmm. whole adult life. Larry, you know, bought the team oh, yeah. when he was a yeah. young man, and Absolutely. the Millers have owned it his 35 years, so— All right, DJ and PK, we got to go to break. When we come back, Scotty and Ann's, and they're going to start the show with the press conference, and you'll uh, hear for yourself as the Jazz are sold after 35 years in the Miller family. Ryan Smith, Qualtrics, buying the Jazz. The news just broke about 9.30. The press conference is coming up. Stay with us.